Blog Talk Radio. from New Orleans, Louisiana, to join the conversation. It is area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. If you are listening live, you can either join us at the uh, blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan, sign in with your free account, and then you could go to the episode page, head to the bottom of the page, and you can chat with me here on the blog talk radio.com chat area or if you're watching live on youtube which we're now doing for the second week in the row you can also chat with us in the youtube chat as well chat here as well as i am typing on youtube oh boy we're getting more error stream messages stuff so that's always fun um keyframe Please use a keyframe frequency of four seconds or less. Okay, well, we will figure that out maybe for the next time. I don't know, but it seemed to be all right the last episode, so we'll continue on chugging away with it as it is right now. Um, anyway, but if you're listening after the live uh, podcast and you want to leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc., you can always go to the show thread at Facebook, uh, liberaldan.com. Go to facebook.com slash liberaldan or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. Uh, we got a bunch to talk about this week, but of course, first, we always start with this week's headlines. In the congressional special election for Texas 6th Congressional District, Donald Trump backed Susan Wright, who lost to Jake Elsey. Is Donald Trump's stock going down? Susan Wright was the wife of former Congressman Ron White who died of COVID. If only there was a way for the former congressman to have helped to prevent himself from dying from COVID. In Texas, Greg Abbott is trying to fight immigration with COVID concerns, yet he was one of the earliest to drop mask mandates. I guess it's hard when you're fighting a challenger that's even more to the right than you. In Louisiana, Representative Clay Higgins says that he is on his second round of COVID with his wife and son. If only there was a way for the congressman to have prevented himself from getting COVID. A New Orleans swinger convention, which was responsible for at least 41 people catching the virus last year, is scheduled again to go ahead this year as well. Last year, after the event, the coordinator said that if he could have done it all again, over again, that he would not have done so. However, something changed his mind this year. Talk about a super spreader. In national news, the Senate voted to advance bipartisan infrastructure bill, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, which is good news. Of course, if they didn't, they could have just used reconciliation on that, too. But I guess some Republicans just wanted to be able to say, hey, I'm kind of bipartisan, sort of. And finally, in the Olympic Games, 
Simone Biles dropped out of the Team All-Around event and potentially other events as well. To most of the world's credit, she's gotten love and support. The usual suspects? Yep, they still suck as expected. And that was this week's headlines. And we do have on blogtalkradio.com, we do have uh, daily, daily news, uh, which is, of course, the alter ego of my friend bringing a boy over from the left coast, a uh, conservative living in the land of liberalism. Um, so there you go with that. We uh, he, he brings much content to the show. Uh, I like to uh, – lots of stuff to respond to, and sometimes I get distracted. I think last week he distracted me from my words of redneck wisdom. I want to say that after I played words of redneck wisdom – I did not actually get to comment on words of redneck wisdom. Let's see. Are you on MySpace? I mean YouTube. Yes, I am on YouTube. I'm not on MySpace, but I am on YouTube. Uh, I, I don't – I wonder, would bringing a boy be good enough for my top eight? I don't know. We would have to see. Maybe the Liberal Band Radio top eight because he does come to the show and talk about stuff very often. But, yes, I am on YouTube as well currently, bringing a boy. Um, so we have that going on. I would love for you to check it out and see if my voice sounds better this week because I think I, I changed up my mic because last week's podcast did seem a little raspy. So uh, it was not very good. Um, but anyway, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about. I do want to talk a little bit about this whole Simone Biles thing because it just goes to show there, there's a lot of conservatism that can be very toxic. Like, all the people that are just jumping all over Simone Biles, all the, you, most of them are conservative-minded folks who are trying to say, oh, she's a quitter. Oh, you know, well, she didn't represent America. Well, she's a quitter. Well, I'm sorry, but no, uh, you're allowed to have issues and deal with those issues. And that doesn't make you a quitter. That, 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 that's because one of the problems or one of the differences between, I guess, liberalism and conservatism is just simply the ability to – to be able to say, hey, I have a problem, I need help, or something is wrong. Whereas in my mind, at least, you know, there are many conservatives who would view, who do view, I mean, they're showing it. They view that what Biles did as weakness, not as strength. Sometimes you have to acknowledge the fact that you need help, that you need to take a break, that you need to take a pause, you need to you need to just sit there and, and, and take a deep breath and, and realize what's going on and, and, and take some moments for you, which is funny because if, any, if anybody think about themselves, it is often conservatives. Speaking of which, let's go ahead and play this week's Hypocrite of the Week. This week's Hypocrites of the Week are the Don't Tread on Me folks who also say that when it comes to COVID-19 that people are responsible for protecting themselves. If that was the case, Mr. Don't Tread on Me, then you wouldn't have to ask me to not tread on you. You should take responsibility for yourself to not be tread on. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Day and Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And there we go. It was brought to you by a... Uh, a uh, discussion I was having on Facebook earlier today with somebody who was basically making the argument that only you are responsible for yourself. And he even was going so far as to say that, that it's not, it's not against the law for him to swing his fist at me. 
he even seemed to suggest that he was legally allowed to hit people, like that you're allowed to hit people if you want. Like I'm like what? He goes no. If if, if I if I don't hit you, it's not assault. I'm like uh sorry buddy, but you need to get a better understanding of the law because if you swing at somebody and you don't hit, that's assault. If you hit, that's assault and battery. So let's see. Hey, Dan, say you have a fever, but your fans need to hear you. Are you not going to have a show? Um, if I have a fever, fever, I might get some more cowbell. I'm sorry, I do a very bad Christopher Walken. I, I need to work on my Christopher Walken. Um, if I have a fever, uh, I probably, it depends how bad I felt. If, if, I, if, I, if it was like maybe a 99 or 100 degree fever, I might consider getting on here and, and, and doing a show. But maybe if it was like 100 fever, I probably would be in bed, and I probably would, would just be resting and be like, you know what? I'm sorry. i got to take the, take the week off. So, um, yeah. But I mean, and but to compare that, me, with Biles is ludicrous, because there's nothing that I'm doing here that's a risk to my safety if I'm not in the right physical or mental space to do so. You're launching yourself off of a springboard and flipping off of uh, uh, what, whatever the apparatus is called when you're, when you're doing the vault. I guess it's the vault. Uh, you're, and then you're flipping around in the air. You need to make sure that you're in the right frame of mind. You need to make sure that you're in the right, not just twice physically, but mentally as well. Because if you miss, you could break your neck. You could break a leg. You could break anything. You could be crippled for life simply because you didn't put your you didn't understand your own body to understand that you were not in the right mental place to be able to do what it is that you I hope bringing a boy that you're not suggesting that Simone Biles let her country down simply because of the fact that she uh that she uh had to step back and took a step away from competing and you know to their credit the rest of the team stepped up and they got to silver and very impressive. I remember. I think the Russians got the gold. It's fine, you know. You know, of course, Americans would have loved to have gotten the gold, but there are many times when the Americans and Russians have fought uh, on the Olympic battlefield, and I'd much rather do, doing that fight. You're saying yes, she did. Yes, she let us down. Is that what you're really saying? That so you're going to say those words? Yes, she let us. She is a true goat. She is the goat. Simone Biles is the goat, and sometimes the greatest of all time has to realize that. You know what? I need I need to take a step back. You know, even Michael Jordan in the flu game, you know, there was nothing that he was going to do that was going to put him where he might break his neck. You know, and even then, if Michael Jordan would have taken the flu game off, I don't think we would have blamed him. It was he did an amazing performance while playing with the flu, but it's I don't think anybody would have blamed him for saying, "You know what? Yeah, you have the flu." Maybe you should sit down. And in reality, if you want to think about it, in this mid-pandemic world, maybe he was a little selfish playing with the flu because he could have made other people sick. And that's not because that's one of the things. It's like we live in such a society where people are made to feel bad for calling in sick to work. I had a job one time where I had just had surgery. I was required to be at home for a couple of days. 
they needed me to do work on my computer, so I begrudgingly did work on my laptop, even though you know, I was supposed to be relaxing and, and not worrying about anything. But do, do you know that they made me take a sick day even though I was doing work that day? Because I was doing work from home and they, they did PTO. So any day off is PTO, sick or vacation time. <clears throat> there was another time at that same employer where I, I worked like 10-hour days like every other week so that I could have Fridays off. Well, there was a big emergency that took place. And not only did I not be able to have off Friday, I had to work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I worked an additional 30 hours that week over the weekend to get the project done. And I had to struggle to try and be able to just come in late Monday without having to take time off, not having to take PTO. It's ridiculous how we, how we, we as Americans view how people should work when they're sick or when they have days off. But even when it's like when you're sick and you go into work, you put your other coworkers at risk. We, that's why one of the reasons we need to have better sick policies, sick pay policies in this country. We need to have, have it so that people can take off without having to worry about paying a bill. We need to make it so that people can take a, take a day off. Oh, whoa, 90 seconds. <laughs> I need to change that real quick. <laughs> I messed that up. For some reason, recently, like the past couple of shows, I've forgotten to uh, set my show length for 180. So I heard 90 seconds. I'm like, what? That's not good. Let's see. What about the girl that could have had her spot? What about the girl that could have had her spot? How many girl? How many women? How many young women were there at the Olympics performing in the preliminaries? Six, right? Six? There, are, there may have been more women who were trying for the Olympic team and who failed. But guess what? <laughs> you had two alternates already on the team just in case something happened. And something happened. Bringing a boy, would you say that if Simone Biles, instead of coming out of her flips right and only doing a flip and a half instead of doing the two and a half that she was supposed to do, would you say that had she, instead of coming out of it correctly, had she broken her ankle or sprained her ankle, or if they sprained her ankle, or did something where physically she was unable to compete, like her leg, just she couldn't put any weight on it, she had to get it wrapped up, Let's say that happened instead of her having the, the – where she was not mentally with it to be able to handle, handle it going on. If, if that would have happened, would you have said that she let America down? Would you have been saying, well, what about the woman who would have been able to have her spot had she not you know, hurt her leg in the middle of the event? I guarantee you – that you wouldn't have been saying that. But that's another problem in this country. Another problem in this country is that we do not treat mental illness well. We do not treat mental illness as seriously as we treat physical illness. We do not treat issues that you have mentally 
as the same as we would physically, despite the fact that your brain is probably the most important part of your body. You might, one, might, one might argue the heart. One might argue maybe the heart's more, but still, the brain's the most important. Without the brain, you can't think, you can't function, you can't do anything. So if there's something that's not happening, that's completely right. And she acknowledged it by saying, look, I, I think they called it the twisties or whatever is, is, what, is what the gymnastics parlance of, of that would be. So you should give your best. And maybe she couldn't give her best. That's the thing. Maybe she understood. She knew her body and her mind well enough that she could. She understood that she was not going to be able to continue doing what she was going to do. And who's to say that we would? And you say, what about the girl that would have gotten her spot? Well, does does that change anything about like Simone Biles performed well? in the preliminaries and put the Americans and help put the Americans in the spot in which they were in. Do you think that, the, that some, some young woman who would have gotten her spot would have been better suited to do that? And maybe she'll be able to come back next week for the individual events and maybe not. And that's okay. Cause again, each team I think, I think only gets to put two up or something like that. So if each team only gets to put two up, then the odds are that the fifth and sixth people who were there are probably not still not going to be in those events or most of those events anyway. You probably would not have been able to have a situation where somebody who might have missed a spot or she were uh, that person who might have missed her spot might not have uh, – I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I don't think the situation is is reasonable and tenable. I think it's just a conservative talking point, trying to speak down against you know somebody who you know is a young black woman. I'm just going to say it that way. It's a young black woman who's doing her best to be an international ambassador to this for this country and show the best of what we are. And guess what? She had a bad day. I forget the next line of that song. Otherwise, I would have kept going on with the song. But she had a bad day. Say, don't lie. Sing a sad song. They turn around. No, that's not how it goes. Anyway, so let's see. Dan, I have my arm going back and forth right now, but I like your passion. <laughs> she made a – but no, she did not make America look like – no, she did not. Because the rest of the American squad, first of all, stood up and continued on and got the silver. It's not a it's not a bad thing to have the silver medal. Yeah, everybody wants the gold, but not everybody can get the gold. And it shouldn't rest on one person to get the gold. That's probably part of her stress is the fact that everything is on her. The stress of comp- competing, the stress of representing this country, the stress of being the absolute best is up to her. What's even more horrible about the whole thing from what I've seen um, is that – what is it? I want to say let – me, let, me, let me bring this up. Simone Biles um, given less points. Let's see if that brings it up. Um, go to Vox.com. Simone Biles scoring controversy explained. Um 
Simone Biles is performing the most complicated feats women's gymnastics ever seen, and she's not being fully rewarded for it. Um, blah, blah, blah. At the year's Olympics, she'll be a heavy favorite again, barring injury, getting locked in her hotel room by jealous rival. Blah, blah, blah. Hence, this, this year is the, whether or not she'll win, but whether or not her skills will be fully appreciated. Um, specifically, the controversy is that Biles is doing moves that few, if any, gymnasts can do, including her male colleagues. But instead of getting full points for her moves, she and those who watch the sport feel that judges aren't scoring her fairly and not giving her moves their proper value. Biles, let's see. Missing a few tenths here and there can feel trivial, but try to imagine the absurdity of shortchanging greatness. Um, Simone Biles performs two extremely difficult underscored skills, according to Voss. Um, the gymnast score in any apparatus is a combination of execution score and graded out of a perfect 10 and a starting difficulty value of the score. Um, for example, here's a score sheet from the 2019 World Championships. Take a look at the figures uh, next to the D from each competitor. So, like, Simone Biles has a difficulty of 6, 6.2, 6 6.2, 6.6, compared to 5.46, 6.1, uh, for the next person from, the, from China, 5.4, 5.9, 5.4, 5.8. So, that means that Biles' potential scores are much higher than her competitors, um, and she's executing her harder skills at, at, at a similar rate or whatever. Current controversy surrounds Biles. She added a new, more difficult skills but is not getting full credit. One of these moves is her vault, which has the difficulty value of 6.6. Uh, she does a Yurchenko double pike, which is misleading because she's doing three complete flips during the vault. Uh, let's see. The other element is her dismount off the balance beam, a double twisting double back. The double twisting double on the floor is what Sean Johnson and Jordan Weber were mounting their floor routines with. Ending this off the balance beam is truly mind boggling. Uh, Let's see. Some gymnastic insiders say that both elements deserve to be scored higher. Uh, Lee says that it would score around two-tenths higher on both elements if, if and her floor routine is underscored. Biles herself believes that the IGF, International Gymnastics Federation, and judges are underscoring the elements. Uh, they are both too low, and they even know it, but they don't want the field to be too far apart, and there's something that's on them that's not on me. So Simone Biles is doing significantly harder um, significantly harder moves according to her, according to her and according to many gymnast, gymnasts. These moves are significantly harder, and yet they're not grading them as being significantly harder when it comes to their degree of difficulty. Like, for example, let's say, let's say something was twice as hard but you only gave it credit for being one and a half times as hard. That, that's kind of the example. Um, let's see. Demonox on the YouTube chat uh, says, if we're talking Simone backing out, did you bring up that piece of garbage Matt Walsh, conservative talking head D-bag? I did not. I don't like bringing up Matt Walsh. I don't need it. We have bringing it boy in the blog talk radio chat room trying to uh, make justifications for um, – for, uh, for, to, to try and say that she quit on America or whatever. What, what did you say? Um, she let us down. She let America down, according to bringing a boy in the chat, which, of course, I disagree with wholeheartedly, and I have been giving reasons why uh, that, you know, I disagree with the statements made by bringing a boy. I wasn't really planning on talking about Biles for this long, but 
it is what it is. So, anyway, let's go ahead. And, oh, we got a caller on the line, too. We're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break. And we will come back and take your calls as well. Uh, 914-803-4131. 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2 where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdeminox. That's letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. And welcome back to Liberal Band Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. Uh, we were just talking about Simone Biles. Um, normally, I would 
play the hypocrite of the week right now, but we do have the caller on the line. So I do want to go ahead and bring the caller on and we can talk about that. And then we can talk to the uh, words of redneck wisdom afterwards. So what's up caller? How you doing, Dan? This is bringing it boy. And you got hey, trouble, trouble going on. <laughs> hey, um, you, you talked about my favorite subject and that's what's called winning. <laughs> okay. And, Okay, well, I'm, you know, if she would have just gave okay, gave it a shot and let us judge and see if it wasn't up for her to to pull it off today. I mean, we we don't. Okay, but stand. did you watch? Did you watch her vault? Did you watch the vault before you know, she yes, pulled out? Yes, I did, and I saw okay. something too that she did not look like she had the confidence in her. I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, that's not good." And right. that's understandable, but you still go out there and and you you gotta try. You just can't just say I I know she wants to try to be her best. And we sent. I mean, she she is very good. Uh, she she goes for it. I dig that about her, but she she let us down. And the rest of the world I, sees I, that. And I, I'm sorry. I just feel that she just let us down, and she should just give it a shot. If she's gonna be a goat, then prove it. I mean, sometimes the goats realize that, hey, I'm not the greatest today, and and they, they then they could live on to be a goat another day. But I mean, you said you yes, watched I, it. Yes. I watched it. I yes. saw. I saw. Yes. Not only did I see the, the the failure for her to execute, the, but the look on her face when she landed was just. I was just like, as you said, uh, something wrong. And so she went back to evaluate what was going on. And then when she was in the back evaluating what's going on, I'm sure there was a discussion that took place. And it was probably determined at that point that it would not be safe for her to continue in the current space that she was in. And that's the thing. Had she twisted her ankle, had she to a point where she could not have landed on it, I mean, beyond like a a Carrie Strug type moment, you know, had she twisted and broken her ankle where she could not put anything in it at all. I don't. We wouldn't be having this conversation because we would understand. Okay, this is a physical issue. The problem is that in this country, and Demonox brings up a point on the YouTube chat, which is also I was going to get to. Um, you know, in this country, we do not treat mental issues how as we should. We treat them as oh. being something different, something not as serious as a physical issue, and. That's the thing. Is like if she could not compete mentally, to me, that's the same thing as her not being able to compete physically. And as such, she should not be shown as being a quitter. She should not be shown as being somebody who um, who who put us who, who uh, let us down. She should be. She, we should understand the fact that this, we should treat it as the same thing. If she's incapable to compete mentally. It should be treated as the same thing as being incapable to compete physically. So, and furthermore, you have to. Um, she's saying that Demonox brings up again. She also got PTSD from the abuse and trauma that took place when she was abused, sexually abused by the staff. So, whatever. Whatever. I mean. We voted for someone in office right now. The ruler of our country is is mentally ill, and and he still fights every day. Fights he has a stutter. He, he has a and, stutter. 
and there's there, there's a, and somebody can fight through a stutter, and that's not the same thing as being a victim of sexual assault. Come on, but, come but on. He's the one that sexually assaults. He's the assaulter. So, so, allegedly, I mean, you, you there we, we, in all cases of sexual assault, you should always listen to the person coming forward. I've always find it funny. I always find it funny that conservatives will talk about. Many conservatives will talk about, you know, mock the idea of trusting the women, except for when it's a liberal that is accused no, with the sexual assault. Dan, Dan, stop. That, that's not fair. I'm not even trying to go. I'm not trying to pick a party side right now. I could see a human being in front of me and say, hey, there's something really mentally wrong with this person. Look, I think it's his age. And oh, maybe, you know, he deserves to be where he's at right now in mental. Because you've done a lot of bad things. That's that's far from that. That's my opinion only. So he's struck with this this um, brain disease that he has. And it's not me being a conservative. I could be a freaking liberal too and see the same goddamn thing. Right? I, I, I mean, but do you? But do you, do you do it from the other side? Do you, are are you? Well, like, did you talk about Donald Trump and his mental incapacities with Kafefi? And the oranges, and you know how he thought it was a great, such a great thing that he said, "Person, woman, man, Mom. camera, TV." Like, like there, there are, there are plenty of situations. It's the ramparts and the airports and the Revolutionary War. Uh, and the ramparts were were part of the War of eighteen twelve. Were from that war is where that where that comes from. But then he, he, we invaded the airports in in the in the Revolutionary War. I mean, what kind of idiot? believes that we had airports. And even if you read it on a prompter, if somebody mistyped it on a prompter, you got to be like, what? I'm not saying that because there were no airports in 1776. But... Conspiracy. That's conspiracy. Nope. Perfect. What? That's conspiracy. I said nobody's perfect. What's a conspiracy? What's a conspiracy? He literally said that we invaded airports on a... Speech. Well, so what? You knew what he meant. Well, so what? You know what he meant. What? Not? No, I have no idea what he meant. But, but again, this oh. is the hypocrisy. That I mean, you could qualify for hypocrite of the week next week because you're 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 going to mock his spot and stutter and say he has a mental illness. But then when I say that Trump was talking about airports in the Revolutionary War, you're going to make excuses for it. Again, yeah, you, you, I'm you talking say about the, it the, from from a left and a right perspective, but you're being biased on a left or right perspective. You know, there are times where Donald Trump spoke. Donald Trump one time early on in his presidency said that we had Obamacare for 17 years. He said we had Obamacare for 17 years in the first year of his presidency. Now, I gave him credit. I was like, he probably meant seven. And I'll give him credit for that. He probably meant seven. So, so and, and and I have audio proof of that on my audio things. If we want to listen to whole, I think to call, my calling my shot audio for that. But I'm not going to worry about that at the moment. But again, I didn't sit here and say, "Oh, Donald Trump must be an idiot because he he said 17 when he really should have meant seven. Um, okay. I did call my shot because I predicted that the conservative I was talking to about it would be like, "Hey, truth, what what." What did you say? And we didn't say Obama had mental illness because he said that we had 57 states. We didn't say he had well, I, mental illness. It was there. You know, no, but a lot of conservatives did. 
call Obama stupid for misspeaking and saying 50, and then a long pause, seven. The seven. company said 47, yeah. but his gut was like 50 states, so 50, uh, 47. But he didn't say 47, he said 57. So it was a yeah. misspeaking, but a lot of conservatives jumped all over Obama and called him stupid for saying that we had 57 states. Right. right, and we're not saying about Obama for, for that misspoke. We didn't say he had mental illness or anything else. It was a misspoke. It was left alone. That, we don't have, you know, we don't have any problems. Alone, so know. when you have a president in office who gives a speech, and then in the middle of the speech he stops talking, and then yeah. all of a sudden then says, oh, well, anyway. Where's my mom? <laughs> Come on, man. There are lots of conservatives who were out there. Maybe y'all did it, and maybe y'all didn't listen to those conservatives. But there are plenty of conservatives that, for the longest time, mocked Obama for being stupid for saying 57 states. And it yes, happened. And, and I said, look, hey, he we- probably just misspoke, and he misspoke, so that's fine. And Trump also misspoke. Then, of course, I pre- <laughs> only said 17 years of Obamacare. And, of course, I predicted that the conservative talk show host would say, well, it feels like 17 years, is it? But and then that's what the conservative talk show host did the very next day, um, because okay. I. But those are lots of other conservatives. You just said so, and right now you're talking to two conservatives that that didn't mock him for that misspeak. You know, right, it, but, it, it but happened. Still, but still, your husband, your husband did try to say when I said when he said, well, Biden must have a mental illness because of of something that he said or or his stutter. Um, and I said, well, what about Trump and his, and the many examples of his um, mental issues uh, that people are questioning because of, you know, confetti, uh, oranges <laughs> instead of, you know, or, origins. And when, he should have, when he said oranges instead of orange, oranges. I can't even say it wrong because it's so ridiculous. And the whole, you okay. know, airports during the Revolutionary War and bringing a boy is like, that's just a, that's, well, you said a conspiracy. Somebody else said it. That's just a mistake. That's not an example of yeah. mental illness. On your on from according to you, but do the same thing from Biden is, and that's the thing is that you're, you're not being consistent. Okay, how about real quick? How about this one? That glorious day when he came down the escalator, June 15 or June 15, um, 2015. Donald Donald President Donald Trump came down that escalator, and then he gave us a speech, and he started talking about the Mexicans coming over and bringing their rapists and all that. Do you really think that that's what he meant? Well, I would think that somebody who was trying to be president, I would think that somebody who was trying to be president would either A, have a better speechwriter, or B, be able to effectively say what he means. How many times does Donald Trump have to say something and then people, oh, that's not what he meant? How many, ti- how many times do you say that's not what he meant until you think, I've said that's not what he meant so many times? inject disinfectant into the body. What person in their right mind suggests that we inject disinfectant into the bloody body when we were just talking, when the person right before him was talking about the power of bleach and how you can bleach you know, you know, surfaces and kill COVID on the surfaces in less than 30 seconds or so, or maybe 30 seconds to a minute. And then it's like, well, have you thought about 30, you know, injecting it, the disinfectant in the body? And I'm like- she turned around and he he gave a smile because at that point in time it's like well hey why don't we use bleach to disinfect it you know and get rid of it because they were saying disinfectant 
on your hands, on the on the surfaces and stuff like that. If you watch, Again, you're making excuses. That's not, but you're, you're making excuses and saying that's not what he really meant. Instead of, or he didn't really mean it. He didn't really mean it seriously, or that's not what he meant. How many times do you have to say? He he's a person that has a dry sense of humor, and the, and everything that he said, everybody took as far as on the left took it as gospel. Oh, that he meant exactly that. It's like, oh, really? Come on. People. I mean, we're in the, you're in the middle of a, of a of a of a press conference about during a pandemic, sure. right? And and so so maybe. Maybe that's not the best time to joke, but even if you are going to joke, maybe you should let people know, I'm just joking. Like, I'm oh, just God. kidding. Like, just say, Dude, I'm just my, kidding. I know you saw through that. I know that you didn't accept, you didn't believe that's what he meant. Oh, come on. If you, if you saw it and not heard it. To me, when I saw his face and when I watched him say that, no, I thought he really meant it. I thought he was genuinely curious as to why we, why, why wouldn't we consider injecting disinfectants into the body because honestly you know if he would have taken and i really didn't want to make this the talk about donald trump show but if he would have taken all of the money that he inherited and just put it in like a hedge fund as long as the hedge fund wasn't trying to short amc stock um he would may he would have had more money and he'd be worth more money than he is with the value of his business so if so that that's I mean everyone talks about how good of a business is. he could have just invested the money and he would have made more money, which to me that says probably not as good of a businessman as people wanted to give him credit for. But like I, I don't know why everyone like insists on making excuses for the guy who's who's consist he's he, this person is, was more worried about how the country looked and his and his and how he looked in his image because if he's trying to be a salesman first and foremost at all times. He was more concerned about how, that's why he, he, he deplored, he said in, in Tulsa, was it Tulsa? Tulsa? I think it was Tulsa. He said in Tulsa, you know, where Herman Cain caught COVID. Um, he said in Tulsa that the, uh, that he wanted them to stop testing and he was testing too much that we were testing too much because the problem with testing too much is you show more cases. Well, okay, you, you, you need to see where we are as a country. You need to see where the virus is and how, where it's going. And you only do that by testing everybody and seeing where it is. And maybe had we done more testing, we could have gotten more of a handle on where things were. Maybe we could have targeted lockdowns instead of doing broad, broader lockdowns. We could have, you know, really targeted it surgically instead of trying to hit it with a mallet. Maybe we could have opened things up sooner in certain areas of the country, especially in areas that might have taken it more seriously. But no, he was more concerned about our image. He was more, he told Woodward in early, was it February, in early February? I think it was February, it's either February or April. He told Woodward in early February that, that COVID was much worse and you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy or whatever. But then three weeks later, he's like, he's like, it's much worse than the flu in early February. In late February, he's like, it's no worse than the flu because he wants to, he always wants to give everything. He wants to sweeten it. He wants to give everything diabetes. He wants to make sure that everything's sugar-coated so that it looks nice so it doesn't hurt him politically, even though it, what we needed at the time was a leader who would have said, 
be damned with the polling data, be damned with how I look personally in this time. We needed to make tough decisions in order to make sure that the people in this country are protected from the virus. And because he did not do that, hundreds of thousands of lives are on his hands. We probably would have had hundreds of, I'm not going to blame all of the deaths on Donald Trump, but hundreds of thousands of deaths would have not been happening had he taken this more seriously, had he been a real leader and gotten the stuff that we needed to get done, done. But he didn't do that. And instead of understanding that and saying, you know what, maybe, what? Did it ever occur to you that when he had that meeting with that and that interview and what he said at that time is because of the information that we had at that time. And then later we had more information, more developments were coming about as far as the, the virus and the lethality of it and who is actually more vulnerable to the risk of death than, you know, than others. I mean, as we progressed last year, um, we were learning more and more and more and more and more. And so what he said originally is because of the information that he received originally. And we don't want to cause a panic in the country. And as more information came out, you know, he had locked down the country from other planes or whatever coming into the country. And so he was doing what he could do with the information. And that would be for any president. It doesn't matter, left or right, green. Yellow, it doesn't matter. You In a situation like that, you have to do what you can do with the information that you have as it comes to you. It's all you can do. But that doesn't occur to less people, to liberals. It's just he didn't care. He just cares about himself. And, you know, I mean, there's no other, thought, there's no other consideration for an alternative thought. Um, it's automatically he just didn't care and he cared about himself. I have yeah, to I have I mean, to laugh at that statement that that it doesn't that 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 he may have had more information or better information. I have to laugh at that statement because first of all, it would have occurred to me and and had we not had six hundred thousand deaths, had we not had more deaths than the flu. The, the case it was proven it was proven that COVID is more deadly than the flu. So that proved that the initial information was. Correct, and, and and I don't think there was ever a part. I don't think there was ever a part during the pandemic where COVID showed as having a lower death rate than the flu. So, had information actually aired out, I would have absolutely wait. I would have absolutely given him credit. But there are so many conservatives. I don't know if you do this, so I'm not going to say that you do this. But there are so many conservatives out there who say. Oh, Fauci lied because he said, you know, don't wear masks, and he said wear masks. Fauci lied. They Biden lied because Biden said, you know, a month or two ago, if you're vaccinated, you don't need a mask. But now we're saying that if you're vaccinated, you should wear a mask. And why are they saying those things? Because the data does change. And so I've been saying that I've been trying to argue to conservatives for over a year now that as data changes, (laughs) we're going to alter our are the, what the scientists are saying, what the epidemiologists are saying. Wait, wait, I'm, let me finish. I, I've been arguing for over a year now with conservatives that the science changes. That doesn't mean that the original statement was a lie. The science changes. But, but Donald Trump never said to us, Donald Trump never said to us that it was more dangerous than the flu. He only said it to us, and he only downplayed it to us. He only ever downplayed it to us 
That's all he ever well, did. That he was telling us about the mask because of it wanting to, he wanted to preserve them for the medical uh, people who needed them most. And, yes, you know, he didn't and he want that people to that, that was the medical advice. That was the advice from every, all the experts from day one was don't go run out and get N95 masks because our, our, the people who work in healthcare need those masks now. We cannot have a shortage. We cannot risk running shortages on these types of masks because the people in healthcare need that. That has been the message from moment one. And because somebody found an, somebody found an email with, with Fauci then saying that too, and it's like, what? Now, that's not him lying. That's him repeating the same information that was given at the time by many other people at the time. And then later on, Fauci, and Fauci then said, in, I think in one of the same emails, that he didn't believe, and he also said this publicly too, that he didn't believe that masking had any efficacy in protecting the wearer from, the, from getting the disease, which is still the belief. But he then actually, and then back then he also said, but there may be some efficacy if somebody wears a mask from them spreading it to other people. So then it came out that there did show, there was shown to be efficacy in, a mask, in mask wearing from spreading the disease to other people. So that's when they, they pulled the trigger and said, yes, everybody should be wearing a mask to protect the people around them, not to protect themselves. And then later on, it showed that maybe there is some more efficacy than what we thought in wearing a mask to protect the wearer, but it's still mostly for protecting other people. But because, the, because that, those guidelines change over time as we learn more information about it, many conservatives, including politicians, including the talking heads, and many people who are just conservatives on the ground, voters, who call on the talk radio or call on the liberal day radio or call post on the internet, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. All of them were like, well, see, he lied because they changed their mind. So I, I, I'm going to have to, you know, say, I'm going to ask, did y'all ever, when you heard conservatives saying, oh, Fauci lied, oh, Biden lied because they changed the information. Did you both, did either of you, ever tell conservative friends of yours, well, maybe the, maybe the advice changed because the data changed and they changed their advice with the changing data. Did either of you ever say that to any of your conservative friends who would argue that, well, they lied because the, they changed their information? It is not. Um, I did say that, and I didn't say that. And I'll explain. Initially, when we, when he came out with that, and then he changed, I was with that program as far as we're learning more about this virus um, because it was something new, novelty, you know, novel coronavirus. It was new. We had no idea how it was going to, what it was going to do. And so then after when he had talked about the masks, as far as yes, um, we need to wear masks to protect others. Um, and the reason and then when he came out and said it was uh, originally because it was him, not others, but there were others too that were talking about as far as protecting or having that protection for our, our healthcare first responders and stuff. But um, then they talked about the droplets, the droplets and why the N95 mask was so important because of the size of the droplets. So here's where my issue is. They never came back out and said that 
we have new information that the droplets aren't as big as we thought that they were. Um, you know, we've done more research in the lab, and it comes to find out that these droplets get reduced at some point, yada, yada. And so it's okay to wear cloth masks. It's okay to wear the hospital mask. No, those droplets still are as tiny as ever at the beginning, and still they were okaying cloth masks and surgical masks. Um, and it was, again, to protect others uh, from, from getting COVID. But if those cloth masks and... Um, surgical masks, the droplets are still getting through, yeah, you're reducing, but not as much as you think you were. Um, you know, people were worried as far as because the droplets can get in your eyes, if you breathe on somebody, you know, this whole thing. And so it was um, it was a lot of crisscross information. But people were, I mean, well, I don't know, we were going with it as far as, all right, well, let's see what's happening with it next. We were following the world tracker as far as uh, COVID deaths and, and recoveries and all of that because, again, we didn't know. You know, it's, um, you just got to go with the flow until you, you know, get the facts of the case. And, and as far as masks wearing now, you know, and, and the vaccine, originally, I mean, the people who created the vaccine had done test groups, small test groups, you know, to make sure that it wasn't going to kill anybody. And it did, but it was one of those things where their chemical makeup or something else contributed to the death uh, because of the vaccine, but it wasn't the vaccine that actually killed them. It was a complication thing. But anyway, um, so it was safe enough to do the emergency, you know, Which okay, approval. And so when we, uh, ran, I mean, Dr. Fauci was asked about the efficacy of the vaccine, and he said, you know, that yes, you are covered as far as with this one. We have a variant, you know, in Africa. We don't know how it's going to react to that as far as if you're going to be covered or protected with the vaccination. We're still looking at it, yada, yada. Um, but at that point, you know, the variant wasn't here. And, it, you know, it's known that it's more contagious, but it's not as lethal. Um, of course, Is again, it not as lethal? You know, are you sure about that? Yes, it's not as lethal, but again, there are certain groups that are vulnerable to any type of virus that comes along. So, you know, that contributes to, you know, catching it. But yes, um, I'm absolutely, it was in a committee hearing, they had talked about it when um, they were questioning Dr. Fauci about it. And so it's very contagious. It's more contagious than the corona, but it's not as lethal because it's a variant of the, um, the host. But variants can become more deadly. Some, a lot of times variants do not become more deadly. Variants can become more deadly. And this is also a problem that I think a lot of times I've had with, with discussions when it comes to viruses. If a virus, let's say, um, let's say a virus is, 70, let's say a virus is 75% as deadly as, it's, as the original virus, but it's three times more contagious or two times more contagious. Than the original virus is it going to kill more people there is no medically scientific whatever that a variant of the original host can be more deadly you didn't answer my question the host what'd you say my question was if a virus is 75 percent as deadly but twice as contagious Will it kill more people? Yeah. 
Sure, I guess. I mean, it depends right. on the group of people, but yeah, I mean that's. So then, so then the, yeah. so then the virus can. So so even if it's not as deadly, even if a virus is not as deadly for for in in the percent of people that it kills, but if it's more contagious, it's going to kill more people. So that's yeah. it's like if if there's a virus that'll kill like a hundred percent of the people that get it, but you're only going to get like five people getting it then that's not as dangerous as a virus as a virus that will kill like 2% of the people and everybody gets it. Right. Yeah, so, so, so you have to take, you have to take into consideration, you have to, you have to take into consideration how deadly the strain is ver- in, in coordination with how, vi- how virulent it is, how, how much it spreads. Right. Yeah. Okay, so so when what people are concerned about the, but even but even, let's say this is fact check. Um, the claim viruses never mutate to become more lethal. Um, somebody said a tweet by Dr. Kelly Victory on a June 30th Facebook post. One more time for the folks in the back in the history of virology, there has never ever been a viral mutation that has resulted in a virus that was more lethal. Do 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 do. Um. Let's see, the evolution of trade-off can likely keep a virus in check, but it's not as black and white as victory makes it. Experts say viral mutation is a complex calculus. There are several instances where viruses have evolved into more lethal strains. So this is on a fact check that was done by USA Today um, or posted by USA Today. Um, It's not 100%. Sometimes you'll have changes in nucleotides that will not get corrected, blah, blah, blah. Um, Many viruses have become deadlier. Um, Sheehan pointed to several examples such as the Ebola virus which was discovered in 2016 to have undergone a mutation that not only made it more transmissible um, but likely more I think likely more deadly the variant eventually died when the epidemic ended in 2016 um, the West Nile virus had was found in 1999 to have mutated into a highly virulent strain killing cows on multiple co- continents um, so yeah there are there are there are viruses that can become more deadly um, with the mutation, but even if it it becomes less deadly on a how what percentage of people die who get it, if if more people are getting it, it could still be overall more deadly. <laughs> Lady Sims on YouTube. I cannot stress how boring this conversation has turned. Are we seriously supposed to argue about masking a year under the pandemic? Wear masks. Don't be a sociopath. I mean, I agree with that statement. Wasn't intending on discussing COVID nineteen, but uh, you know, uh, for this long, we were talking about bios for a little bit. We'll talk about some other things as well. Um, but I think it's important for people to. I mean, when, when you say that it can't become more, de- it can't become more deadly. That is a false statement. Furthermore, it can also, you know, it can cause people to have false senses of security because, again, even if it becomes less deadly and but more catching then more people can get it and the more people can die. And then you're talking about how deadly a virus is ignores the people who survive with lifelong conditions. So there's that too. And now it's showing that this strain is uh, showing up uh, in kids as well and being more harmful to kids. Let's go ahead and we're going to mute a second and we're going to finish our COVID conversation with our this week's episode of First Amendment.
And now, words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Here I am, recovering, getting out of here finally tomorrow. Am I going to get a vaccine? No. Uh, because there's too many issues with these vaccines. This father, former baseball coach, small business owner, and hunter, caught COVID and then he developed pneumonia. Before you got sick, if you would have had a chance to get the vaccine and prevent this, would you have taken the vaccine? Nope. So you would have gone through this? I'd have gone through this, yes, sir. Don't shove it down my throat. That's what's local, state, federal administration is trying to do, is shove it down your throat. What are they shoving, the science? No, they're shoving the fact that that's their agenda. The agenda is to get you vaccinated. You know who Mr. Scalise is? I know who Steve Scalise is very well. Roe, who is a Republican, had not heard that Steve Scalise, the second-ranking House Republican in Congress, had stepped into the forefront yesterday as a vaccine proponent. We asked him to read the congressman's statement. He thinks that it's safe and effective. And what's your reaction? Not proven. But does his opinion change yours? No, it does not. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. And there we go, Words of Redneck Wisdom, coming from a person from Louisiana who says that he would not change a thing. There are a lot of people out there who are changing their minds and who are saying, I had COVID, it was terrible, I should have vaccinated this guy is doubling down on his stupidity and his redneckism or whatever you want to call it and is just making it so that you know he's he's the type of mindset that's out there that's going to kill people it's going to make this mutate further it's going to be a threat as i said the right to swing your fist stops well before it hits my face you have the you have the responsibility to not take actions that put others at risk so all right let's go ahead and we're going to take our other commercial break and then we'll come back we'll talk about the rest of the uh issues that we're we're going to be talking about this episode we're going along today folks so you get some bonus liberal dan radio uh if you want to call into the show it's 914-803-4131 it's 914-803-4131 This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will? <laughs> Catch you on the team. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? 
Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberalvan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberalvan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan.com. This is Amber Petrovich, a.k.a. Just Capital, talking investing and finance in the Just Capital Minute. Finn refined the brokerage Robinhood, a record $70 million for, among other things, lapses in customer service. This brings up an important issue. Which brokerage should you use and how do you choose one? There are several things to think about when you're choosing or switching to a brokerage. The first one is fractional share trading. Some brokerages that offer fractional or partial shares are Schwab, Robinhood, Fidelity, and Interactive Brokers. The second thing to consider is what the brokerage's interest rate is for trading on margin, i.e. borrowing from your broker. The higher your account balance, the lower interest rate you will typically pay to trade with margin. The average rate is about 5%. The third thing to consider is research. How much market information, including news, technical, and fundamental data, do you want? Do you want interactivity in your charts? Do you want a social experience? Then Weeble may be the one for you. This has been the Just Capital Minute. Build wealth and fight the wealth gap. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk for the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana, to join the conversation. It's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. I don't think Demonox was here when I played Hypocrite of the Week, so because it's the top of the new hour, let's just play Hypocrite of the Week again. This week's Hypocrites of the Week are the Don't Tread on Me folks, who also say that when it comes to COVID-19, that people are responsible for protecting themselves. If that was the case, Mr. Don't Tread on Me, then you wouldn't have to ask me to not tread on you. You should take responsibility for yourself to not be tread on. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And there you go, Hypocrite of the Week again. Now, if you are like Demonox and our Liberal Dan Radio Patreon, you get early access to Hypocrite of the Week. Uh, so you can go ahead and go to patreon.liberaldan.com. Uh, so shout out to Demonox, who is live in the chat. Um, we also have my friend Cesar and your boy Chris, uh, who is the newest Liberal Dan Radio Patreon as well. So thank you all for doing so. If you want to support the show, Head on over to patreon.liberaldan.com. You can uh, support the show, get shout-outs, or you could even sponsor bits. You could sponsor Words of Redneck Wisdom or Hypocrite of the Week or uh, Headlines, or you can buy commercial advertising, all of that. You can decide. You could even say that I'm, I'm – if you were – Demonox just came into millions of dollars and wanted to sponsor the Liberal Dan Radio Studios, uh, or it would be the Demonox Studios at that point. <laughs> so – Let's hope that Demonox comes into a whole ton of money. Anyway, um, but that, that many different ways that you can support the show, all on Patreon at liberaldan.com, or you can go to uh, you can go to the show thread liberaldan.com. There you can also buy me a cider uh, that way too if you want to make a one-time contribution show. But the best and cheapest way you can support Liberal Dan Radio is to simply subscribe to me uh, here on YouTube or over on the Blog Talk Radio. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter and TikTok. 
uh, at Liberal Dan Radio at most of those places. But just go to liberaldan.com and you'll find all the ways you can find me online. Um, also, big shout out to uh, uh, my little brother, the host of the Most Nimbus Yosh with the Percy Podcast. And he is coming back with more and more episodes. So it's good to see him healthy. He came back from the Rona. Um, so thank goodness for that uh, as well. I'm just uh, so bringing a boy in the blog talk radio.com chat. Uh, I, I, I currently still have y'all on hold. If you want to make an additional point on the new topics that we're going to be talking about, I just, just tell me in the chat and I'll, and I'll unmute you and we'll be happy to do that. But I am going to get off of the Rona at this point. Um, we already did talk about some Biles and, if you want to listen to that, you can always just listen to the replay. Either watch it on YouTube or you can uh, listen at a blog. Uh, yeah, Chris is Alan, Brian. Um, that made no sense anybody else is not watching the YouTube stream. Um, anyway, so the January 6th hearings started, and um, I was you, – you would think that – they no longer could surprise you that, that the people who protested, not protested, the people who, the people who protested the election, fine. I don't give a crap about the people that, uh, the fact that they felt that Donald Trump should have won the election. I don't mind the protesters. They're fine. It's the insurrectionists, the terrorists who invaded the Capitol, uh, who, you know, terrorist Barbie and her trying to break, climb through a broken closed window, the broken window on a locked door in order to invade a part that she was not allowed in, uh, those types of people. Um, yesterday, if you watched the hearings, and, there, and you can still watch the clips of the hearings on YouTube if you wish, what was said in those hearings just, you know, I like to say that I, that I, I like to think that I can't be surprised anymore, but the amount of times that uh, the one officer had the N-bomb dropped on him, and other officers had the N-bomb dropped on him simply because they wanted to just do their jobs and protect the people. I mean, backing the blue apparently is not something that conservatives want to do when it comes to uh, that. Oh, we can talk about that, Brittany Boy. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that topic because it's, it's an interesting topic. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this for a second. Um, the whole... You know, and I talked about this, I believe, last week. Uh, but again, it's, it's because it was my whole. Actually, no, I think I talked about this more on the minicast. So if you go to the anchor minicast, uh, minicast.liberaldan.com, you can listen to the most recent episode or all episodes of Liberal Dan Radio on Anchor. And I, I talked about how conservatives, you know, if you had a show that talked about. You know, how cops were clumsy and stupid and corrupt. Conservatives would pitch a fit unless that show also had those cops going up against a person driving a car with the Confederate flag on it. Then, well, that's fine. We don't have a problem with that. The problems that conservatives had with Dukes of Hazard is not the fact that they showed the cops as bubbling, corrupt fools. It's that they had... They wanted to not show it because of the Confederate flag on the car. I prefer the, uh, what is it, General Sherman instead? Um, <laughs> Ox in the, in the chat. Blue Lives Matter, unless we lost, pretty much. <clears throat> so they're unwilling to support the cops. You had the hearing today or yesterday 
that was some budget meeting, and one of the people who voted against awarding medals to the cops from the January 6th insurrection um, was on there, and he was just saying some, some ridiculous stuff. And he looked like a sneaky little weasel. I mean, just like there's just this look that some of these people have that just, and I hate to judge people by their looks. I mean, but I mean, they just, they make them, I think, I think it's the facial expressions that they make that make themselves just look untrustworthy and snivelly or whatever. And they're all most politicians right and left are untrustworthy. Don't get me wrong on that. I'm not sitting here going to say that I'm going to trust, you know, Adam Schiff with my kids. Or I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, Nancy Pelosi, you know, I, I trust you with all my money. Go ahead. No, I don't. But when it comes to who I trust more, that, that's a whole different story. Um, bringing in boys, it seemed that the audio allegedly from police on the ground saying they were being whatever had no body cams. There were body cams that were showing um, police officers getting those uh, barricades being shoved in their faces, them being hit in the heads with flagpoles and hockey sticks. Uh, but one conservative radio show that I listen to often uh, likes to say that they had no weapons in the crowd, but you can make anything into a weapon. So, um, and, and, and some of the police officers testified that they did believe that there were people that were on there. And there were other people who were saying, grab his gun to the, to the individual who's off, forget his name. I don't know the names of the police officers at this moment, but the one who looks all scruffy looking, uh, he, you know, basically said that the individuals were suggesting, you know, they they were going to grab his gun and then try and kill him. I think at the, I think at the point where he said that he has kids or he had a family is the point where some of the people in the crowd tried to defend him at that point, which means there was some. One of the biggest things about January 6th that just bothers the hell out of me uh, is, is is when people are like, well, the cops let him in, as if the cops weren't somehow the cops who let him in couldn't somehow have also been involved. Like, you know, just because a, a police officer let, let you, it doesn't mean the police officer was acting lawfully. We all know that police officers can act unlawfully. I mean, we saw it happen with the murder of George Floyd. Police officers can act unlawfully. So a police officer allowing a, a, pro, a insurrectionist to come past the barricade is just aiding and abetting the insurrection. That doesn't mean that that doesn't justify the acts of the insurrectionists. Um Police audio saying breaching and saying the screen was black. Well, I don't know why. I'm not. I'm not a technical person in front, in charge of whatever. But I mean, you're going to find every excuse to doubt what the rest of the cameras show. We saw people breaking windows. We saw people tearing down barricades, bashing a police officer's head in a door. We saw these people stealing items. We saw them chasing down police officers. We saw them doing so much other things. Bringing a boy, do you really need that additional piece of information to be able to say, oh, I'm convinced it was an insurrection. They were wrong. Do you really need that? See, there was also all the video ripped from that conservative Facebook site that that the terrorists themselves uploaded. Yes, I mean, they uploaded a lot of video um, showing themselves to be doing the bad things that we all are accusing them of doing. But it's funny. Conservatives will post videos uh, or post pictures that are, what was it, the person from Bumble who had a match with somebody on Bumble and the, and the match was like, hey, here's all my pictures of me doing all this stuff. Uh, 
and she turned him in because she was like, hey, that's not legal. I'm not supporting you. So I think there were a ton of duty cops there as well, of off-duty cops as well, as Demnock says. Yeah, I'm sure there were off-duty cops that were there. Maybe uh, some off-duty cops may be helping the Capitol Police and other off-duty cops who were there who were there to be insurrectionists who felt that Donald Trump was unjustly denied the victory in the election, despite all evidence to the contrary, uh, and uh, who felt that it was their job to go and stop a, uh, a act of Congress that is constitutionally required. Um, they wanted to interfere with what was going on in order to, quote, stop the steal, which basically is an insurrection in and of itself. And again, what I want to know how many of those people who are fighting this January 6th commission, how many of those people who are trying to be apologists for the insurrectionists and the terrorists who want to call them tourists, if you will, how many of those people gave tours to those people the day before? How many of those people knew? There was a tweet, I think, was it Jim? I don't know if it was Jim Jordan or not that made this tweet, but some other person was, I think maybe it was Madison Cawthorn. I don't know. One of the people said, you know, now is the time or whatever, basically calling people to action. Um, I followed the entire day on January 6th and what happened. There was a lot of footage that was not and will not be shown to the public. I'm sure there's not. Uh, I want to know, like everyone else, the truth, whatever the truth is. I mean, I think we know what the truth is. You, ha- I mean, <clears throat> the truth that I want to know. We know that you had a large group of conservatives who entered the congressional buildings un- illegally who were shouting, hang Mike Pence. And don't t- do not type in that chat. That it was just they—they they didn't mean hang Mike Pence. Don't type in the chat. They didn't. Here's another thing to consider because y'all want to say that Trump didn't mean all of the things that he said that he mean that he said. So, so if Trump doesn't mean if Trump really didn't mean that there were airports in 1776, and Trump really didn't mean that you know we should inject disinfectant into the body, if Trump really didn't mean all those things you believe that he said that you don't think he really meant. Why should I then believe that Trump meant that he was, when he told the people, you know, well, do it peacefully or whatever. The one time he said in his speech on January 6th to do it peacefully. Why should I believe that? Huh? Why should I, be, if, if I'm supposed to believe that Trump never says what he means, then why should I believe? It's like, again, I've always said this, and this is just a, the, the many conservatives take the lesson of the boy who cried wolf is that is, is not that if somebody lies enough, it gets to a point where you're justified in not believing them. That's the real moral of the story for the boy who cried wolf. Conser- many conservatives, and I'm saying many conservatives, you know, just to, you know, for y'all, many conservatives seem to take the, the lesson of the boy who cried wolf is, if somebody's caught lying, well, you, you might you should believe them again, because what if they're telling the truth this time? You risk something bad happening if you don't under, if you don't believe them this time. Because what if you don't believe them this time and it's now they're telling the truth magically? How is it that a large group of liberals go and protest on a riot breaks out suddenly? That groups claiming there. Well, there's evidence that the Black Lives Matter in Minneapolis group is. Hijacked. I've already talked about this on the show where it was shown that it was a conservative bungalow boy who burned down the police station in Minneapolis. There was evidence to show that there are other conservatives who were going there specifically 
to disrupt and to make it look like Black Lives Matter was doing something bad when they were the ones doing something bad. And there are other people who do take advantage of riot situations like, oh, these people are riding for this thing. I don't care about that. I'm going to go steal me some stuff. And yeah, that's going to happen too. That, 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 is there evidence that this is the case in this particular incident? incident? No, there's not. It was it Kinzinger, the, one of the two Republicans on the on the committee who was like, I served at the National Guard and I went and I dealt with the people who were rioting, and, and he basically made it. But look, this this also needs to be dealt with. The fact that we had people trying to stop government from doing what it was duly elected to do is a problem, and it needs to happen. And 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 if you believe that Antifa and Black Lives Matter were behind. The, the real reasons behind what happened on January 6th, and by all means, you should want this investigation. If you believe that the FBI planted people, you know, to, to incite people to do bad things, then you should want this investigation. But they don't want the investigation because they know what's going to happen if they get to go where they want to, where they should go with the investigation, because they're going to find that there are people in Congress who aided, likely, who aided and abetted these terrorist sympathizers who are going to be proven to be treasonous sons of bitches and they don't want to be caught being treasonous sons of bitches. So there you go. Um, I didn't say that at all. Bringing, bringing boy goes, so you're saying that everybody there on January 6th was saying, hang my pants and breaking windows. No, there were, as I said earlier on that there were people who were there who were protesters who I don't have a problem with. I might disagree with them politically, but I don't have a problem with those them people. It's their First Amendment right to go and speak out against whatever political thing that happens. And if, and if, and if there were people who just went to go stand outside and marched outside you know, where the president was speaking and then went and, and marched down to the Capitol and stayed outside the Capitol and just flew their signs that said Trump really won, if that's what they believed, that's fine. I have no problem with them doing that. Again, I disagree with them wholeheartedly. I think they're, I think they're misguided. I think they've been misinformed. But I, I don't take issue with their actions. The actions I take issue with are the people who did scream, hang Mike Pence, who did hang a, 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 a whatever, what you call it, a guillotine, or it was a guillotine or a rope. or I think it was a rope, yeah. There was a rope that was erected out there. Um, they did break down barricades. They did attack police officers. They did break windows on locked doors. They did try and climb through said windows that were broken on those locked doors. And one of them got shot and killed. And for for some reason, everyone's like, well, we need to have justice for Ashley Babbitt. No. If that was a black person doing that, y'all would have been like, should have followed order, should have complied. Should have complied. But here's the thing, if there was somebody breaking through, you, if you had an office bringing a boy, or if anybody had an office and, and there was a locked door and, and armed, and people were, were shouting, hang this person who's inside this building, and then they started breaking down the window and started climbing through that broken window and bringing a boy, if you had a gun and you shot that person coming through that broken window, you know what I'd say? I'd say you were legally justified in taking the shot because you didn't know what that person was up to. You was you should you were right to assume that that person could have been there to kill you, and I wouldn't. I would support your right to do so to use deadly force because that would be a situation where deadly force would be allowed. Uh, 
Pelosi handpicked the entire panel. <laughs> no, Pelosi did not handpick the entire panel. Pelosi gave many opportunities for Republicans to pick the, the panel. They gave many opportunities for a, a, a panel to be passed that would have given the Republicans veto power on subpoenas, for example, if I'm remembering the facts correctly. You can correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding of the situation is had they passed what they wanted, passed the commission, and not just passed the committee, but passed the commission, passed by both houses of Congress, House and the Senate, they would have passed that legislation. It would have given Republicans more power to do what they wanted to do. But they didn't want to do it. Because, again, the Republicans know that there are people on their side who are going to be shown to be who they really are, and that's going to hurt the Republicans at the polls, hopefully, if that's, the, if that's true. So if you wanted an investigation of one that wasn't controlled, you would have supported the idea of having that initial commission. That's the thing. The Republicans are the one that stopped the commission that you want. And then Jim, and then when naming Jim Jordan to the committee, to, to, the, to, the, to the select committee on, for the House, that's just, that's just an example of McCarthy wanting to, not, to make a mockery of the committee. So, yes, at the, at the end, Pelosi picked two Republicans to make sure that they were Republicans on the committee. And they sit here, I can't believe that we're having a conversation in 2021 that's trying to question the conservative bona fides of Liz Cheney, of a Cheney, for Christ's sake. It's a Cheney, conservative as they come. Cheney's more conservative with her voting record than the one they picked to replace her as the head of the party in the House or whatever, at least Stefanik. Her, the voting record of Liz Cheney is much more conservative than Elise Stefanik. But because Elise Stefanik has her lips firmly implanted to the orange butthole of Donald Trump, that's all that matters to them. Because the Republican Party is no longer the Republican Party is no longer a party of principles or morals. It's just a party of bending over for Donald Trump. Sadie Sins in the chat on YouTube says the whole thing is subjective truth trying to eclipse objective truth. It's only working for the conservatives who already believe their opinion is truth. A pointless drum beating the same tune. I mean, they're going to have a lot. I mean, many conservatives probably won't accept whatever comes out of this committee because like, they think that oh, it's, it's just they're Pelosi Republicans. It's the most ridiculous statement ever. The thing that Liz Cheney supports Pelosi is just beyond me. Um, why Jordan? Why Jordan has been on select committee before, and the current one, Cheney is a neo rhino. <laughs> Again, her voting record says that that's false. The voting record of Cheney shows that that statement is an absolute false statement. Totally. So. I'm sure we'll have many more opportunities to discuss uh, the goings-on of the January 6th hearings. But if you haven't seen the police officers and what they had to say, I mean, it's very important. You have, you know, somebody who came to this country who, who is a naturalized citizen. Uh, you have people who, you know, who put their lives on the line. You have people who, who did their job to try and protect 
the Capitol and the people inside the Capitol from insurrectionists and they're being called traitors. The police are being called traitors. The so-called pro-police crowd are calling these police traitors to their country because all, all these people who were at that, who were at that insurrection, all the insurrectionists care about is Donald Trump. If Donald Trump declared himself King, they would all go follow the King. They wouldn't care. They, they, I'm, I'm sure that most of these people who were there, who were, who were supporting the insurrection, who, who want, who believe the, the fake line that Donald Trump somehow won the election, even though he, you know, lost, uh, all of these people would, uh, all, all of these, all of these people would probably just say, okay, I'll go follow King Trump. We don't need to have a democracy anymore. As long as Donald Trump is in charge, we don't care. I'm not saying this about you bringing a boy. I'm not saying that you feel that way because I don't have any evidence that you feel that way. I just have evidence that whatever Donald Trump would do, bringing a boy says Donald Trump shouldn't run again. His time came and went. He's going to most likely. I can't imagine. If he doesn't run, his son's going to run. But, you know, I'm impressed that you would say Donald Trump shouldn't run again. Uh, <laughs> Jordan is one of the people being investigated. That's why he's on, isn't on the committee. Yeah, I mean, Liz Cheney did say to Jordan, you, you caused this, you know, with his actions. So, I mean, th there's a good reason to not have Jim Jordan on that committee. Okay, there is a, a, something that Bringing It Boy brought in. I'm trying to scroll back on this. Okay. Bringing a boy asks last question. And if you're watching the YouTube video, I know it's under a different name, but we all know it's bringing a boy and that's his other name. For some reason, he's not logging in as bringing a boy, but as daily news. Um, so he goes, last question pertaining to COVID. And I have one more topic I want to talk about after COVID just, just to be a troll. Um, <laughs> but it's not really troll. It's just something that I believe or whatever. It's, it's an interesting conversation to have, but it, I need to bring it up anyway. I want to see if somebody listens to my show. Um, last question, your thoughts about people crossing the borders who have tested COVID positive and being distributed across the nation. Okay. I don't know that anybody has been tested positive and has been distributed throughout the nation. I don't, I don't know if that is an objective truth. If you have a link, you're more than welcome to share that link in the chat room. Um, but here's what, here's one thing that I have to say about that. If the, our administration wants to make it so that, you know, take, take the people who cross the border and then wants to, instead of keeping them in one specific place, wants to distribute them across the country. If that's what the administration wants, feels it's the best way to handle uh, the people who are crossing the border to, you know, claiming asylum or what have you. Um, if that's the case, then I think it's reasonable to say that those people should be a tested for COVID B quarantined if they test positive for COVID until they no longer test positive for COVID and C given the vaccination and, and, and be made to be fully vaccinated. So if, so it, let's say they were tested and they tested negative for COVID on day one, give them the vaccination, say, give them the second dose of the vaccination, assuming they don't give them the J and J vaccination, give them, get, make sure that they can give, they take the vaccination if they want it or whatever. But if they don't take the vaccination, we'll get back to that. If they take the Pfizer vaccination or the, or the Moderna vaccination, let them, you know, 
instead of around two weeks to three weeks, get the second vaccination, then wait the two weeks afterwards to be able to make sure that they're fully vaccinated, and then we can they can be moved on their merry way to know that we're not infecting anybody with COVID needlessly. And if for some reason they have a religious objection or some other objection to taking the vaccine, um, you know, if, if for some reason they buy the hype, or maybe they're the Cuban refugees, although the people who are protesting in Cuba are protesting in Cuba that they're not getting the vaccine from the Cuban government. So uh, there's that. But let's just say um, for some reason they couldn't take the vaccine. Then they should be required to submit to regular COVID screenings wherever they end up. Um, and Demodox uh, has a good point. But point is, like, I, I think it's reasonable to, to request or to ask that government show that they are being responsible COVID-wise. I don't think it's responsible to go ahead and try and say, um, well, the government is doing this, so we need to stop them from doing it. I don't think that's, that's responsible. I don't think that's reasonable. But it is, it is reasonable to say that the government should be, be pro- showing to us that when they are moving the people around the country, that they have a program in place that makes sure that it's, not, it, it's compliance with other COVID guidance. And if the government can't show us that they're doing that, then they need to be able to show us that they're doing that. So trust but verify, as their hero once said, although their hero wouldn't be their hero. But as um, Demonox says in the YouTube chat, college kids going to Florida and then back home, there's your distribution of it. Yes, I'm sure. Because Florida, that was it Florida, Missouri, and one other state were responsible for like 40% of the COVID cases recently in the past few weeks. Plus you have Louisiana, who's, who is where we are a huge hotspot right now. I mean, we are huge when it comes to an outbreak. It's ridiculous. We're like number one. Even though New Orleans has a pretty decent vaccination rate, the rest of the state don't. We're bringing the rest of the state up, and our state the numbers are low. But yeah, that that's that's where you're getting your COVID cases is, is from people who are irresponsibly traveling. Let's see, anti-vaxxers, anti-maxxers, COVID deniers, but no, we're blaming the immigrant test races. BS. It is worth an answer. I mean, I'm not blaming the immigrants. I'm saying that it's reasonable for for the government to to be consistent when it comes to their COVID plans. That's what I believe. It should be it should be reasonable to say, hey, have your COVID plan. Don't make exceptions to your COVID plans just because somebody's here as an immigrant. Somebody is, somebody is, somebody is, who is requesting asylum can spread COVID just as much as somebody who is not requesting asylum or somebody who is going to a football game or is going to this. Or as long as if they're not following the proper guidelines and protocols, then we need to make sure that the government is following the guidelines and protocols. So, I'm not going to be the one that's going to sit here and blame somebody for crossing a border border wanting a better life. I'm going to be expecting that government does its job when it comes to making sure that COVID protocols, as they are the day that they take action with the people who are immigrants, are followed. Treat the people who are here asking for asylum. Treat the people who are crossing the border for a better life. Treat those people the same as we would treat anybody else in the country i.e. make sure that they're following all of the guidelines that everybody else has to do. So that's my, that's my point of consideration on it. Not that I would blame somebody crossing the border for bringing the virus, but I would blame the government for not doing what it can to mitigate the spread of the virus in that situation. So, and yes, 
but you know, you're right in that, you know, you have people like Greg Abbott in Texas, uh, who is trying to play both sides. He's trying to say COVID's not serious, so let's stop masking and let's stop social distancing and let's open everything up. But the spreading COVID is because of immigrants, people crossing the border. That's ridiculous. That's stupid. That's that that is blatantly xenophobic and bigoted, racist, etc. So there's that. Um, finally, uh, I was having a. I, I've been having conversations uh, on several. I've had. I'm, I've been part of several Facebook groups. Let's say that I, I have conversations in several Facebook groups, and um, oftentimes, and I've, I've, I was trolled on Twitter too one time. I, there was a time where, for like a good week or so, I was under. Uh, attack by trans uh, transphobic folks. Now it's uh, trans exclusive, trans exclusionary radical feminists or turf. I mean, I don't consider them to be feminists. I believe at the moment that you make an exception uh, for uh, equality is the moment you fail to achieve it. So there's that. Uh, but yeah, so so. People often believe that the word turf is a slur, and the people on Twitter were telling me that when I was using the word turf, that it was being used as a slur, uh, and they were saying how in England, I think if you call somebody a turf, it can be considered hate speech or whatever. I don't quite understand that, because your choice to be uh, trans-exclusionary does not is a choice. It is not an innate characteristic of your being. Um, now, there are people who have done wrong things and bad things uh, to folks who are turf, um, or, or so other people like to call fart, um, uh, feminist appropriating radical transphobes. Uh, but there are people who are who who have been victims of assaults and batteries and crimes. Uh, for going to trans-exclusionary events, and I am not justifying that. I'm not saying it's okay. It's, it's, I think it's wrong to go. No, I will say punch a Nazi every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I, I'm not necessarily going to say punch a turf. Uh, I don't believe that that's correct. Um, I, you know, but here's the thing. A lot of the times when in, in those in that conversation on Twitter specifically, uh, I had uh, several people saying that I was you know trying to, as a man speaking for feminism. And I would say that I, I said to that, and I've said other times as well, that no, that when I, when I am critical of people who are trans exclusionary, when I'm critical of TERFs, it is actually, I should say when I'm critical of TERF, because the plural of TERF is TERF. So when I'm critical of TERF, um, and I don't like SWERF either, I don't like SWERF and TERF, because um, SWERFs are sex worker exclusionary radical feminists. So I don't like SWERFs either. SWERF and TERF is, is bad. Um, but when I speak out against people who are anti-trans, when people who deny, uh, that trans women are women, when I do that, it's, I'm not doing that as my position as a man. I'm not trying to say I'm man, I'm better than you. Uh, I can speak better for you. No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. What I'm doing is I'm using my privilege as a man and I'm listening to the people who are feminists, who are saying resoundingly 
that being trans exclusionary is not a part of feminism, that you must be inclusion, inclusive of trans folk if you're going to be feminist. You must, if you're fighting for women's rights, that includes fighting for trans women's rights as well. And I'm going to take what I hear and take what I absorb, and I'm going to use my privilege to amplify those thoughts. So I'm not sharing my own views on this. I'm sharing the views that other people have told me. So that, that's that. So um, I did say that I was going to bring up turf on the show in a conversation, and so here it is. There you go. Anyway, does anybody have any other questions in either of the chat rooms? Uh, Bringing a Boy did share um, a website. I'm not sure if I believe, if I trust this website as being one that is trustworthy, but we will open it up and see. And uh, let's see, let's see if they cite anybody else. Um, do do do. Let's see. Surge of asylum seekers. At least they're calling them asylum seekers. That's and it's legal to be an asylum seeker, by the way. Let's see. Sadie Sins, turf is a description, not a slur. Being a turf is a slur to feminism in general. I will give that last word to Sadie. I can't say that better myself. So, um, supposedly in Brownsville, 108 persons uh, released during the past month have shown to be carrying the coronavirus, uh, but I don't give a, a link on this article as to what that information what, what's the source of that information so I, I think i need the source of that information not just something saying like i would need where is that testing information coming from so that's a and what type of are they doing the antibody test because if they did if they're vaccinated the antibody test will show antibodies and if they had the had the coronavirus before for a while the antibody test will show antibodies so let's see dan is super absorbent i am three ply <laughs> Call me three ply. I'm I'm that absorbent, or maybe I'm bounty. I'm the quicker picker upper. So it's a the border report is a local news station. Oh, okay. The next one is a local news station. So let's see. We're, we're giving the credit of the doubt. You know, we're going to look at these things because you know you 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 know you you gave me a second link after I some, did some questioning. Um. Tennessee lawmakers, of course, the Tennessee lawmakers are Marsha Blackburn, Chuck Fleischman, and Bill Haggerty. Marsha Blackburn is not one of the most trustworthy people, I would say, I reckon. Um, Let's see. F, COVID. Uh, I do not see COVID anywhere in that article. Hold on, let's see. It's, it's giving me COVID links there. Let's see. Let's go down. That's now four, three, two, one. There's not one mention of COVID in that article, bringing it, boys. So I'm sorry. I, I can't uh, bring that to you. Let's see. I got my first affiliate link for the butt pillow, but I'm not going to post it in your channel. Just bragging. I got an affiliate link. (laughs) That is awesome. You're more than welcome to post an affiliate link for the butt pillow. Go right ahead. I don't care. 
you should get all the uh, credit in the world for for supporting the butt pillow because you you have caused me to see ads for the butt pillow on my Facebook. So by you talking about it, I'm pretty sure. So because of that, you should at least be able to because you've done the legwork for the butt pillow people. You should be able to uh, you should be able to uh, get some credit for that as well. But I'm going ahead and going to call this an end to this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Uh, you can join the show each and every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central, both on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan and on uh, youtube.liberaldan.com. You can also go to liberaldan.com and find all the different places I am on social media. Yeah, please remember to subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel as well and follow me all the different places I am on as well. Uh, if you want to really support the show, go to patreon.com slash liberaldan. Give me a couple bucks a month, and I'll be more than welcome to give you a kudos on the show and a thanks for the shout out as well. So, till next week, 8 p.m. Central, Wednesday, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. On the left, that's right. <laughs>